Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, Drexel University, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. Settle in, everybody. Get comfortable because it's time for the next exciting edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're thrilled to be joined this week by our good friend and our great colleague from Drexel University's LeBeau College of Business. It's Kelly Diley. Kelly, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Matt. I'm so happy to be back. This is becoming one of my favorite things to do. Outstanding. This week, we bring you compelling stories about two businesses in two very different industries, but they share a common bond, a bond of family. And there are a few things in life that tie us closer together than family. Well, you've got that right. And I have a lot of stories that I can tell you about my family, but we don't have enough time. (laughs) Families can be really (laughs) challenging and really rewarding. And, you know, most folks don't know this, but I actually grew up the youngest of seven in my family in the Overbrook neighborhood of West Philadelphia. Really interesting times I can share at a more appropriate time. (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you an interesting fun fact about the Cabri plan is that my dad's family actually operated a business in Kensington, a textile mill for about 80 years. And my mom's side of the family, they had a family business, an office cleaning business as well. So it was really interesting to see the dynamics, both positive and negative, of how a family operates and especially how a family operates around a family business environment. And what makes these kinds of family businesses even better? specifically the ones that we're profiling on today's episode of Growing Greater Philadelphia, is they're really focused on wanting their legacies to continue. And they do it successfully by investing in the future. The talent that's right here in our neighborhood of Northern Delaware and Southern New Jersey and Southeastern Pennsylvania. And it's that talent that's driving the success of our collective business community. If we have stronger businesses, we've got more businesses to collaborate with. If we've got stronger, a better community college system, we've got an easier way to get talent years from now. Michael Arriton, president and CEO of Sterling Drive Ventures, is no stranger to business. Here, Michael explains the background of his company. We're a third-generation family business and founded in 1956 right here in Philadelphia, right near Penn's Landing. Been in manufacturing that entire time. Started with really rubber products manufacturing. Uh, Post-World War II, rubber was a big thing and a lot of applications as the real manufacturing boom happened after World War II. Yeah. And so back then, Irving Glickman, who founded the company, saw plastics coming onto the scene a few years later in the early 60s and his son Joel Glickman got into the business at that time got into injection molding plastic injection molding which was sort of very precise molding that was required for a lot of the things that were being made even in the 60s and 70s grew that business for about 30 years got a little bit bored so tinkered around with an idea invented a product called Connects a construction yeah, sure. toy yeah. and then that business flourished as well and became sort of under the whole umbrella of things to do uh, what we thought might just be a product line for the manufacturing business which is known as the Rodon Group became its own business international business exporting to about 40 countries uh, we ultimately sold that business in 2016 okay. uh, to a private equity firm but still make we're still the exclusive manufacturer for all of the core Connects parts and so that's all still made in the United States and really one of the few toys that people buy today that's made on a mass scale in the United States. So we do that, 
but that's only about 10% of what the Rodon Group does. Right. Other than that, making stuff for a variety of industries, windows and doors, foods and beverage industries, medical devices, a bunch of other things. And so we're chunking out about 8 to 10 billion parts a year wow. at the Rodon Group, uh, mostly small, very precise parts. Can I stop you there? Sure. Did you say 8 to 10 billion? Yes. Wow. Uh, which is, you know, it's, it's not a giant facility. It's 125,000 square feet, about 120 molding machines. Okay. Highly automated, a lot of robots. And what we've done is we compete globally. So we still compete with places in China and Mexico. Sure. But we win those every day right here in Montgomery County. We've got enormous talent, which is a great reason to be in Philadelphia, tremendous talent. All the feeder schools, a lot of the tech schools coming our way, a lot of robotic expertise that we really need to do what we do and happening right here in the area, which is really, really, really important. And then uh, we're in this interesting hub of transportation. So we're able to get across the country really easily with these products because they don't they don't weigh very much. Right. Uh, And if necessary, we're able to convince people even to reshore. For example, we reshored one of the large lip balm companies to move their production from China to the United States. And we're now making 25 million lip balm containers a year. Right. You know, for that company. Right so, in Hatfield. Right in Hatfield. How large is the team in Hatfield? About 120 employees. Okay. You know, most of them right there, a few and scattered around you know, the area, but most sure. of them right there. And we love having stuff all in the region. You know, our view is, is that when you develop that kind of expertise, nurture it, and then it'll continue to grow. And we see so much, you know, and no business can really grow without great talent. And right. there's so much great talent. You know, I know, Matt, you say this a lot, you know, we're known for our meds and our eds, sure. you know, here in the in the region. And the educational facilities are outstanding. I mean, I was just on a tour at Temple's campus. They're putting another $125 million library. I was yep. just at Penn's campus, at Drexel. We have had co-op interns for years with much success. So we see from all of those things, and, and then on top of that, the community college system, for yeah. especially for manufacturing, the Votech schools, the community colleges, really rising to the occasion to work on curriculum together for the manufacturers in the region so that they get the talent they need. So we are at the Rodon Group in Hatfield, Pennsylvania. If Willy Wonka manufactured plastic, then this would be his factory. Jill Worth took us on a tour of their workflow. We have 117 molding presses here. And it is impressive, to say the least. There are rows and rows of robotic arms that line the bustling floor as vibrant pieces of yellow and blue plastic fall perfectly into awaiting boxes. The workers seamlessly weave in and out of the assembly line, removing the hot pieces of freshly molded plastic off the presses. I want to dive into the talent topic, but before we get there, because it's really unique, especially in that advanced manufacturing space. What really stands out for me, Michael, is what I would call a story of evolution and how the Rodon group has evolved and adapted over time. You know, Irv starts out in 56 with his vision for rubber manufacturing, and it evolves into plastics. And you really have developed an expertise around this injection molding space. And it's a third generation family owned business, but the ability to adapt and adjust and flex over that time is really inspiring. And it seems to me to be what I would call a quintessential Philadelphia story. I think it is. I think, you know, Philadelphia, birthplace of the nation. Talk about flexing, right? You got to flex to get all those deals done back then. But today, look, the global environment and supply chains have shifted, right? Almost everything we buy today has products from multiple countries in it. And what I think we've seen is during that time, we saw a lot of stuff go offshore. And so then we focused on niches that were hard to go offshore because of, for whatever reason, from a supply chain perspective, they were where we added a lot of value. Now, the trend has been really towards reshore 
flowering back in the United States right. and into this region because people are much more focused on being close to their customers. And they want to be able to respond to trends. They want to be able to respond to demand. This fancy word called ERP systems that are these mm-hmm. enterprise resource planning systems that are sold by Oracle and others. And that really is allow you to see real-time demand. So the way to react to that is to have your manufacturing as close as possible to your end-user consumer. Right. But you need to be able to do scale. So we couldn't compete if we couldn't make billions of parts a year. Right. We couldn't compete if we couldn't do that on a highly automated basis. Mm-hmm. Because the advantage that, say, China has against us is low labor costs. Right. Right. So it's roughly 10 to 1. Right. If everything for a dollar there is $10 here. But what they don't have is the ability to do a lot of on-demand planning because they're 8,000 miles away. To respond. To respond. Yeah. Can't respond. And I know you're working on a lot of great ventures, and one of them, I think it's known as Sildry. Explain for us a little bit more what that's all about. So Sildry is all, as the name implies, yeah. is all centered around this suite of products that we've gotten a utility patent on, uh, just issued May 29th, uh, with this smart accordion technology that will protect every building from water penetration. The thinking around sort of protecting buildings is that used to be keep all the water out. But what they realized over time is that you can't do that. And if the water ever gets in, it's got nowhere to go. And that's why you see mold litigation right all over the country for the last decade. So instead, architects have gotten a lot smarter over the years and said, water's going to get in. Let's channel it out the right way. And the way to do that is to protect every windowsill, which today is done and people are well-intentioned with a lot of different tapes and glues Mm -hmm. and sort of patchwork. And if you can imagine sort of using sort of palm fronds to build an umbrella, right? If you do it perfectly, you'll be sheltered from the rain. Right. But you got to do it perfectly. Our stuff's made out of what car bumpers are made out of, right? Hard flexible plastic and because of the smart accordion technology that we've got patented it'll flex with the building so as the building settles whether it's an inch or even four inches it will move back and forth through you know the freeze frost cycle warming and cooling like an expansion bridge exactly almost almost like an expansion bridge exactly so that expansion bridge allows us to not only have a better solution but it takes away 90 percent of the labor cost to install it so instead of it taking an hour to put in a window with our product will take probably about 90 seconds and michael you have really a unique and eclectic background that has really positioned you well to lead this kind of suite of family businesses under sterling drive ventures including rodon sildry and previously connects now maintaining the manufacturing for connects because you're an attorney by training, yep. you've worked in the commercial real estate development space. I suspect pulling on some of your Sildry uh, experience or being motivated by that for Sildry, sure. for example. So you really come at this from a, a unique perspective. And really where I want to go with this is, uh, and you were touching on this earlier, and that is the talent and how it's evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can imagine at one point that advanced manufacturing specific to this you know, kind of injection molding space, it was probably hard to find specific folks who can work in that, but am I off base no, on that? No, you're right. No, that definitely the talent, on, especially in advanced manufacturing, has always been a challenge. We started, it's funny, it's, you know, been lucky. I mean, you lead organizations and nobody does this alone. And we, you know, so we try to identify great talent and build a great team around us so they can really focus on the day-to-day operations of the business that's important. And because of that, one of the things that come bubbles up at our sort of our team meetings, it has for years, is what kind of talent do we have? Mm-hmm. How do we develop them? Because we yeah. always want to do that. And then what kind of talent do we need? What capacity are we building as an organization? Maybe because we're in manufacturing and we're always thinking about buying machinery, we're 
always thinking about our capacity. So to think about our human capacity was just sort of a natural evolution for us because they were the people that were running all of the stuff we were buying. So if you're going to spend half a million dollars on a machine, you better have a guy yeah. that can run it so that it you know you, you get that that return on that investment. Right. So we always viewed the the people part as critical to the success of the organization. And I know a lot of business people say that, but we take it in a very particular way because the ability to have a loyal, hardworking team allows you to then focus on the future. The problems of today are constantly cropping up and not being solved. Then you can never think about what's come around the next bend. What is our next business opportunity? You know, do we think it's going to be, you know, we would never have had time to think about Sil Dry right. if we didn't have a great team. Right. So for us, that's just a core investment that we make. And so in part of that, then we started to think intentionally around where we're going to get this talent. So we started with community colleges and tech schools. Mm -hmm. And then we uh, are forward-thinking HR director who was overseeing both Connects and Rodon at the time, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa. Lisa said, maybe we can form a little consortium of manufacturers in the region yeah. to go collectively look at talent. And Great that idea. ended up being 150 manufacturers wow. that for Bucks and Montgomery County that yeah. went to all the community colleges and said, we'll hire everybody. Right. Just let me tell you what we need. Uh, and we started down that path probably almost 10 years ago now. Okay. And it's and worked so well. so that's worked well. And then on top of that, then we go to the more traditional what called college track because as advanced manufacturing has gotten more technical, right? then you need certain kinds of engineering degrees, certain kind of computer skills, certain kinds of robotic skills that are being taught both at the community college and at the college level. So depending on the kind of manufacturer you are, you have a sort of a, a whole bunch of different kinds of people that you'll need. Right. And we have access to all of those resources right in the region. Right. Know? So that is a terrific base of potential talent. And then you've got to invest in growing your, your talent that you have once, you're, yeah. once they're on board. To learn more about why Michael believes our greater Philadelphia community is the perfect place to establish and grow a manufacturing operation, check out the full interview at 1210wpht.com slash select. And coming up next, a company that's helping to provide an education for skilled laborers. With a workforce of just over 3 million people, Greater Philadelphia is the sixth largest region in the country for employment. Learn more about what's driving growth at companies large and small in the Greater Philadelphia region at selectgreaterphl.com. Independence Blue Cross is a leading health insurance company offering health plans including managed care, Medicare, and Medicaid with over 10,000 dedicated employees. Learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Green and Spiegel, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Green and Spiegel is a full-service immigration law firm that specializes in helping businesses grow in the Philadelphia region and nationally through global corporate migration. Learn more about Green and Spiegel at gns-us.com. Welcoming new neighbors to the community is part of who we are. It's the Philadelphia way. That's why Select Greater Philadelphia invites you to their annual Welcome to Greater Philadelphia cocktail reception. It's our chance to say thanks for making Philadelphia your home. Thursday, October 25th, an evening filled with meaningful conversations and new friendships. Register at selectgreaterphl.com slash events. Presented in partnership with the H&K Group, a dynamic group of integrated companies providing complete construction solutions. This is a citizen's perspective on instant gratification. Presented by me, Terry Goggins, branch manager at Citizens Bank. Today, we live our lives on our phones. We can order food and have it delivered to our doorstep. We can request cars to come pick us up wherever we want. We can even find a date. 
and it all happens in a flash. On the Citizens Bank app, together with Zelle, you can send and receive money in minutes from just about anyone with a bank account in the U.S., straight from your phone, too. And while some things on your phone, like your parents' Wi-Fi password, can be hard, capital T, lowercase c, 8, is that an O or a zero? Zelle is easy, the way sending and receiving money should be. Learn more about how our mobile app with Zelle can help you reach your potential at citizensbank.com slash Zelle. To receive money in minutes, the recipient's email address or U.S. mobile number must already be enrolled with Zelle. Only use Zelle to send money to people you know and trust. The Zelle service is property of Early Warning Services, LLC. Wireless carrier text and or data charges may apply. Member FDIC. Citizens Bank is a brand name of Citizens Bank and Citizens Bank of Pennsylvania. Growing greater Philadelphia, bringing you the people and projects that are transforming our collective community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. So, Matt, I think it's safe to say that running a business is pretty challenging. But let's add to that going into business with your family. I can't imagine. It brings a whole new set of challenges, both good and bad, actually, Kelly. And I saw this firsthand growing up in a family that was operating a family business for several different generations. And you bring it home with you. You know, you talk Mm -hmm. about the kitchen table, you talk about it at the dinner table, and you bring in a larger dynamic of aunts and uncles and cousins, and it gets even more complicated. But there's also rewards to it as well, for sure. Well, I'm sure. But I mean, talk about strong family bonds. I feel like you have to if you're going to be successful with your family business. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? It becomes like an identity for folks. You know, you are the family business. This is really interesting to me. This is not something I have experience with. Um, Some things that I can speak to, though, are, you know, obviously there's children who they do aspire to be like their family members. And I work with students all the time that tell me the reason they chose their path was to follow in a parent's footsteps. Right, because you work in the career office at Drexel. Yes. Um, I work with our MBAs and our students getting a master's degree in some area of business. And so that's pretty common. But for other people, they want to be their own person and they want to go in a different direction. And that's something, again, I can also speak to. And it's not too different from one of our next guests. I actually, I went to college. When I started at Temple, I wanted to be on the radio. So, you know, Kelly, this perhaps is not exactly how Mary Kate Rondomsky thought she would be working in the radio industry, but she's here this week with her father, Philip, and both of them are part of the leadership team at Frank V. Rondomsky and Sons. Well, it wasn't long after graduating from college that Mary Kate officially joined the family business. She has been in the office and around the operations since she was a teenager, and now she's the assistant project manager. And we asked her what her thoughts are on the company's name. I don't mind the name. I'm the first woman, I think, in my family to ever have like a project management position. And so I think that's really cool. I'm a big advocate for getting more women into the trades and having lady carpenters and, and women estimators and project managers. So if I can pave the way, then... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Phil, can you explain uh, the history behind your family business? How far back does it actually go? My uh, grandfather was an immigrant from Poland, came over in 1902, came through Ellis Island. When he was very young, he decided to start a construction company. 1922, he started a construction company doing storefronts in the Bridesburg section of the city, Nicetown section of the city. And from there, got into the Depression. And pretty much during the Depression, he would do anything. He ran coal out of Scranton down to Philadelphia. He would do anything he could to make a living for his family. And was this kind of the um, Rondomsky, you know, kind of heritage, if you will? Yes, it was. Um, I have uh, supposedly I had a grandfather in Poland who was a plasterer. So construction was in the blood. Yeah. And that's where it came from. 
And how, Philadelphia, how did Philadelphia become the home? It was just the spot, or, or did your grandfather, Frank, have connections here? I believe they had connections here, down in the nice town section of the city. They had some relatives, and they moved down from New York to uh, the nice town section. And uh, he grew up there and, like I say, started the construction company in uh, 1922. And it's all history from here. It's, it's been doing well. So those great seeds that were planted, they really took hold and they started to grow. And in 1947, after World War II, things got a little bit more structured and your dad, I think, got involved? Yes. My father was went through the GI Bill, went to college, got his degree in civil engineering from Drexel University. And he came with the company in 1947 after he got out of the uh, Army. In fact, he was in the Army. He was in Germany for the rebuild. Um, he was in charge of several areas uh, for rebuilding. So he was putting that education to work over there first. And what type of work does your company actually specialize in? We do very little out-of-the-ground construction. All of our work, 99% of it is renovation. Gotcha. Difficult renovations where manufacturing is, is in progress, uh, where, you know, facilities are in operational mode and they need work done so we go into those operational facilities and do the work without any complications and that's where where our expertise is so phil your company has some pretty specific initiatives in place to help the number of skilled laborers in our region to get involved right what i was taught at a very young age is you have to give back to the industry so my father was always involved with General Building Contractors Association, and I took over that role at his passing. Um, I was involved in college with it as well. And one of the things that I've had the opportunity to do is I am co-chair of the Philadelphia Carpenters Apprenticeship Committee. Hmm. This is a management labor committee yep. put together at the negotiation table where 55 cents of every hour for every carpenter worked in the counties in Philadelphia goes to this apprenticeship fund. Wow. And you can take a person, if they can pass the entrance test, they can get a sponsor through one of the signatory members, can go to a four-year accredited apprenticeship school for free. Share with us the challenges of finding folks who, one, know about this program, and two, see it as a career path for them. Is it hard? It is hard. The test is not easy. Right. It is a, basically a math test. I know quite a few people who've tried to take it and failed. Mm-hmm. You just can't take this on a whim and expect to pass. It's got a lot of trigonometry in it. It's got a lot of geometry in it. Right. It's got a lot of algebra in it. Things, math skills that you are going to need in the field. But once you pass that test, now it's your responsibility to go find a sponsor. Right. So you make phone calls. It's people you know, people you don't know, friends in the field, that kind of thing. And you have to get a sponsor. Once you have a sponsor, now you're an apprentice. Gotcha. And it's a four-year accredited program. And it is probably the best apprenticeship program in the country. And are seats going unfilled or, or are people lined up out the door? Actually, we have a backlog. That's good. That's a good problem. Yes. Yeah. Where we need more is from minorities and women. Gotcha. Okay. The Carpenters Apprenticeship Committee put together a program called WIC, Women in Carpentry, yep. not Women in Construction, two different animals there. Okay. <laughs> um, where they took 12 women, put them through a six-week boot camp in the school where they learned hands-on construction learned how to take the test, learned, were tutored on taking the test, sharpened their math skills sure. so they could pass the yeah. test. Yeah. All 12 women took the test and passed. 
Gotcha. I think, it's, I think it's worth noting, too, that every yeah. single woman in that class can do everything all the male apprentices can do. They're sure. held up to well, the same standard. Yeah, they're, yeah. and I, I think it's incredible what they're doing here. I would so. actually expect nothing less. Yeah. Where would a young person today who's graduating from LaSalle or, or any other high school in the region, where would they turn to get that kind of professional training in the trades? Construction management programs themselves. Philadelphia University or Thomas Jefferson University now. Okay. Drexel University, Temple University, Villanova, University of Delaware, Rowan University, and Penn State Abington all have construction management programs. That's great. Okay, good. Um, The Community College of Philadelphia has a program with the Carpenter's Apprenticeship School that allows them to transfer up to 18 credits to take college-level classes at CCP. Okay, great. And you know what I love about that? Because I think it's really important that there's a, an apprenticeship program. And I know say this, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but a lot of folks who are interested in the trades and a vocational training program may not necessarily think about traditional four-year colleges. Mm-hmm. So I'm really impressed that the Villanovas and the Penn States and the University of Delaware's and the Temples, that they have a program like that. And the need to ensure that young people who are coming out of high school know about those. Mm-hmm. So that path of going to a traditional four-year college, even though it's for a dedicated construction management kind of certified program and degree, is really important, and it can be complemented with, it sounds like, an apprentice program. That is correct. What a lot of kids today don't realize, and I guess it goes to their parents, everybody thinks they have to go to college. You don't have to go to college right. to get a high-paying, skilled job. There are a lot of apprenticeship programs out there that would love to have you. And you can learn a skill that is irreplaceable. Absolutely. And, you know, this is so important. And I'm so glad, Mary-Kate, that you (laughs) as a young person and a woman are getting involved in the trades. Our region is booming. Everywhere you turn, there's construction and growth happening. And it's not just in the city of Philadelphia. We see it in Montgomery County. We see it in Delaware County. We see it over in New Jersey and northern Delaware as well. And that growth is being driven by, has to be driven by talented construction professionals. And if we don't have that pipeline in place, that's going to affect our continued growth and the cost of that continued growth. So to hear that these apprentice programs that are being developed and endorsed by and managed by organizations like GBCA, it's really satisfying and and it's really impressive. We have to look at the future and we know there's an issue and we're doing everything in our power to correct those problems now so it doesn't become a bigger problem later on. Phil and Mary-Kate share more about what it's like to work in the family business, and it's online now. As with all of our stories featured on Growing Greater Philadelphia, just go to 1210WPHT.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia. We're a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia, and we're the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. We work to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our neighborhood. Special thanks to our investors and partners who believe in our efforts, especially the team at Citizens Bank, for their highly engaged support of this podcast and of all of our efforts at Select Greater Philadelphia. You can learn how Citizens can help your company reach its potential by visiting citizensbank.com slash commercial. 
I also want to thank our program producers, Elena Carmazan and Maricela Juarez, and our writer, Samara Grizel, and our researcher, Steve Boucher. Learn more about Select Greater Philadelphia by visiting selectgreaterphl.com and tune in anytime to this radio and podcast program at 1210wpht.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Royer Cooper Cohen Braunfeld LLC, a proud investor in Select Greater Philadelphia Council. RCCB are attorneys who think and act like entrepreneurs and business people, combining sophisticated, cost-effective legal counseling with entrepreneurial approaches and creative thinking. RCCB serves companies, business executives, and investors, as well as individuals and their families. Learn more about RCCB at rccblaw.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Wells Fargo, a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Wells Fargo is a diversified, community-based financial services company with a strong vision of satisfying the financial needs of their customers and helping them succeed financially. Wells Fargo provides banking, mortgage, investments, consumer, and commercial financial services. Learn more at wellsfargo.com or call 1-800-869-3557. Copyright 2018, Wells Fargo Bank N.A. All rights reserved. Member FDIC. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Comcast NBC Universal, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Comcast is a global media and technology company that drives information to create the best entertainment and connectivity experiences. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by KPMG, a proud sponsor of the Select Greater Philadelphia Council. After opening its Philadelphia office in 1908, KPMG partners and professionals have enjoyed helping Philadelphia's business community grow and flourish for generations. And KPMG looks forward to being a part of Philadelphia's continued growth and prosperity. Learn more about KPMG and the firm's audit, tax, and advisory services at kpmg.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Temple University, a proud supporter of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. One in seven Philadelphians are Temple graduates. Learn more about Temple University at temple.edu. The Greater Philadelphia region has over 3 million skilled workers in virtually all occupations and industry sectors. Our diverse workforce contributes to the success of regional, national, and international companies throughout the community. For more information on Philadelphia's workforce, visit selectgreaterphl.com or listen to the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast at radio.com.